0: Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to episode number sixty three of uh, the Basketball Card Podcast. I am your host, Adam. Uh, you can reach me at uh, the real twenty seven guy on Instagram and at basketballcardfanatic at gmail.com. Um, feel free to email me there. Welcome again to today's episode. Uh, today's episode is called How to Enjoy the Hobby Without Breaking the Bank. Um, this last last uh, few months, uh, in terms of the, the change in value has been a bad bad time for, for a lot of people. And uh, it, it occurs to me that maybe one of the things that we need to be doing as a hobby is looking around and asking the question, how can we enjoy this thing without you know without actually harming ourselves? Um, you know there's more than more than one or two people out there who have spent, far more money than they uh, responsibly could have, or should have, I should say. And so I thought it would be cool to make a list of, of ways that I have found myself enjoying enjoying the hobby over the years uh, that, that don't require you to spend a lot of money. I've had years where I've spent an enormous amount of money. And I've had years where I've spent nothing or close to nothing. And what I think is interesting is my enjoyment within the hobby doesn't have a super high correlation with um, how much money I spend. So in fact, if, it, if there's anything, it might be that there's an inverse correlation. So today we're going to talk about an acronym that I came up with. acronym is SKILLS. Uh, skills with a c <laughs> instead of a k uh I like acronyms so we're gonna we're gonna go with s-c-i-l-l-s and i'm gonna go through each of those uh six things uh real quick But before we do that i want to um want to thank everybody who's been supportive of the podcast recently uh the numbers have actually been great uh, which is which is awesome um you know we started this thing six years ago i think five years ago and then took a long break in the middle but there's so many great podcasts out there now, and, and there's so many of you who I know spend hours of your week uh, listening, uh, and and I'm grateful to be part of your week. Also, want to thank those of you who have taken time um, and sponsored Basketball Card Fanatic magazine. Issue 11 is uh, has just wrapped up. We sent it to the printer today. We'll distribute the digital version next Saturday. That would be the July the July the 10th. Um, so if you're if you're on the distribution list, if you've paid for digital copies, you know, you'll get that on July 10th. And if you ordered the hard copy, you should get that somewhere between the 12th and the 16th of next month. Want to thank sponsors. Want to thank writers. Want to thank everybody who's supported us because um, it's it's been a really it's been a really great couple of months. And um, we realize, and I know I speak speak for our whole team, we realize that. Um, that without those of you who have really supported us, we wouldn't have obviously any success. So thank you so much for that. Okay, let's jump in uh, to, to skills. So um, so six ways basically to enjoy the hobby um, in, in a way that is meaningful, but that won't break the bank. Again, I think that this is important because um, you know, a lot of people think at this point, especially those of you who are fairly, re- fairly, you know, young in the hobby, you may think that the only way to enjoy it is to spend a lot of money. But I just don't think that's true. Um, some of the things that have brought me the most joy have been, you know, the easy things. And this list is not exhaustive. Um, you know, but I think I think it's good. So my number one, my my uh, the S in skills first up is sets. My my note here on my spreadsheet says sets and C. So what do i mean by that i talked about this a little bit on a live on instagram recently Um, some of the most fun i think you can have in the hobby is chasing cards and whether that's a specific card or a set um, i don't know if it really matters but a set provides for an opportunity to chase a lot of things and to create something that really can take a lot of time my favorite collectors in our hobby are set collectors because um, they're in it for the long haul, they're not people who are here for just a second. In some cases, sets take long time take a long time to complete, and a tool like ComC and, frankly, eBay and all the other online options out there make collecting sets um, easier than ever. So you have to. So, in my opinion, you have to find something that isn't. Isn't um, traditional isn't as easy to put together. You don't want to find a set that takes you two seconds to put together because if you can just go out there and find it all um, Then there's not as much fun in that, but if you can find something that takes you Gasp a year or even more to put together uh, That is super rewarding I am working on... I wish I had my book in front of me right now. I, I'm working on like four or five sets right now. And I'll just list them off and, and you'll be able to see some of the common threads in them. Well, um, and I've talked about these before, so forgive me if you've heard me talk about them. One is the um, 2000 Stadium Club Beam Team set. It's a 30-card set. Has um, Each of the cards is numbered to 500. I love the design. I just I love it. And um, what's great about it is, as far as singles go you might see some copies once a year at this point across the whole, um, you know, across eBay. Uh, so, so that to me is a really fun one. Um, there's a 10 card set out of 1998 hoops called Prime Twine. It's another really cool die cut set and it's also numbered to 500, but it's um, it, they, they pop up probably about the same amount as those stadium club car- or as those cards, those beam um, team cards. In both of these cases, you have die cut sets, which I like, uh, that are low numbered, but not crazy low numbered to 500. Um, they don't cost a ton. At least they didn't when I started putting them together. Um, the Beam Team set. Most of the cards in the set are still under under $100. Some of the commons you can find for like 15 or 20 bucks. Kobe's really expensive, but I got Kobe um, up front, and that wasn't too much. And the Prime Twine set. There's only 10 cards, and a bunch of them sell for under $100. Um, the mo- more expensive ones are a little bit, you know, are a little bit more than that, but. Um, but they're they're not crazy expensive you know they fit within my budget they um, they're not easy to find they're really cool and they're kind of off the beaten path so you know taking the time to go and find those things or, or or you know really hunt and search after them is fun and then when you finally find it the reward is great when you finally finish it the reward is great I just finished in the last few months the Metal Gold Universe or or Metal Universe uh, Gold Universe from 1997 Fleer Metal Retail, and that took me close to a year, and that was a blast too. And there's a few more sets that I'm working on that are like that. So um, you know you can do the same thing, but you can you can pick sets that are you know less expensive, and um, and find find ones that are even harder to find the the greatest reward that you'll have is when you finish those so that's my number one uh, sets and uh you can help, and you can get a lot of help with that with comp c and through ebay okay the c in skills is content creation there's a lot of content creators out there right now and a lot of them are doing you know a lot of similar things um but i shouldn't say that i should say there's a lot of ways to create content there's podcasts there's um you know there's YouTube shows there are people who talk about their cards there are people who talk about tools there are people who um, you know try to or people who create magazines <laughs> there are um, there are also all types of different content creation you know, if you are somebody who likes to write for example um, we have a number of people who write for the magazine, write for, for BCF, who've reached out to us, um, and, and that's something that I, I don't want to speak on behalf of the people who have written for BCF, but I think a lot of them find a lot of reward in that. And some of these people who are, who are making podcasts and shows and things, they feel themselves becoming more connected in the community, and that's super rewarding. Content creation is not free. Um, it... For those of you who don't know it costs a nominal fee i think it's like around 17 to 20 dollars a month to host a podcast um you need um you know equipment and things like that too to make it really good speaking of which i actually don't know where my microphone is right now so the quality of this podcast won't be as good as i'd like it to be um but um but content creation is is a great way to find yourself being more interested in the hobby and not spending a lot of money. There are content creations out there that are, they're that free. And so if you look, if you look out there and you see the different people who are creating content, there are people who are super high end collectors and there are people who are not super high end collectors. But I think most of us have something in common and that is that we want to make sure we're connecting with the community because it's really rewarding. All right. So that's the C uh, content creation i is for instagram instagram is a fantastic tool frankly all of social media is but instagram is a vowel and i needed a vowel for my <laughs> for my acronym um, instagram is great because it um, does a great job of connecting you with people of showing off just the things that you want to see you don't have to follow any specific person. There's no rule that you have to stay connected to anybody. You can unfollow them if you feel like they're, you know, there's too much drama or they're just not if they're If they're not, you know, showing off the things that you want to see. Um, I've unfollowed people before because they, because they don't, because they've started posting a lot from other sports you know, like, let's say I start following somebody who's a basketball person and then, and then, you know, 99% of their posts at some point become about baseball. It probably isn't somebody who I want to follow anymore. Um, so you can just you know you can basically create the perfect site for you where you just follow the people that you want to and that's really fun so instagram uh, sci and then l um the the fourth the fourth thing on here the fourth item on how to enjoy the hobby without breaking the bank is uh, l stands for lots what do i mean by lots well um one of the primary ways that I've built my collection is through purchasing lots, both in person and online. Lots provide you an opportunity sometimes to purchase a group of cards for significantly less than they are worth once um, once separated. Sometimes you can buy a lot and spend more on it <laughs> than, the, than the cards are worth ind- individually. Don't do that. you've got to do your research and you got to make sure you feel good about um, you know that you that you can make money on it or break or you know break even Um, if you're looking for it to spend time um, and you 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 want you know a real like hobby um, a way to do that is is purchasing lots because you will spend time learning about the cards as you're thinking about buying them and then after you're buying them thinking about the best way for you to sell them Um, it's if I went through my collection and I showed you guys some of the best cards that I have or some of the cards that I have and I said, would you believe that I acquired this through a lot? You might be really surprised. But the best thing that can happen, I'll tell you, the best thing that can happen is when you buy a 100-card lot, you spend $500 on it, and you know, you sell 480 of the cards for $1,000, and you've kept the best 20 cards in the lot. Now, that's an extreme example, but that does happen from time to time. And when that can happen, that's that's the best feeling out there. So, so purchasing lots um, on eBay through, you know, through Craigslist or whoever, or whatever whatever places. Sorry for the noises in the background, by the way, like I said, I don't have my, my microphone with me today. Um, the next L in skills is learn and research. Learning and research could take up, um, is probably my favorite item on this list. Uh, you could spend your whole life learning and researching specific aspects of basketball cards. Pick a set, pick a product, pick an era, pick a company, pick a player. Any of those things, you could spend a lot of time researching. What are your best re- research tools? Well, t- in 2021, it's just, it's so easy. You can, But the important part is to pick something that you're passionate about. You know, why people always will ask me, um, especially people who aren't card people, When they find out you know how i've done in the in in basketball cards they'll say things like why don't you do baseball why don't you do football here's the reality guys i don't care about those sports but 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 what about pokemon what about this like i don't care about other sports i've always loved basketball it is what i have passion for and so i've always wanted to learn and learn about it because it sticks in my brain easier right i care about it thus it's easy to commit to memory it's just like when you're going to school this um, subjects that you liked um, are the ones that you retained best in your mind. So, you know what should you learn? What should you research? You should learn and research about those things that matter to you, um, and and find the things that are that are most interesting. You may also decide to learn and research something that you find interesting and can progress you in in the hobby. You know, if you can if you can become a real expert on some Um, some niche part of the hobby you could sit you could then you could then take that knowledge and um, it could really benefit you you could find good deals you could you know you could flip and move up gasp flipping and moving up i know it's a terrible thing for me to say but no it's true it's uh it it allows you understanding and having a Having um, information, the the word, the, the phrase that people always talk about is information asymmetry. When you know something that the world doesn't know, you know that somebody's willing to pay X for something, and the world doesn't know it. You know what somebody paid for something, and the world doesn't know it. You know you know how rare something is, and the world doesn't know. It. All of those things can be used for your benefit, and it comes through research. I have people tell me all the time things like. I'm not trying to be arrogant here, but people will say things like, Adam, you're a basketball card, like encyclopedia. How do you remember all this stuff? Guys, I love basketball cards. It's the only, you know, it's the it's the hobby of my lifetime. I've spent over 30 years in it. <laughs> so it's uh, it's something that I've spent tens of thousands of hours on. Um, and that was you know decades ago. I had spent tens of thousands of hours on it. So the reason that I spend so much time with it, I love it. I've always loved I've always loved basketball cards, and learning about them is is great. And every time, and I still find myself learning new things all the time. So uh, the L, the second L, is learning and research, and the last S in skills, S C I L L S, is shows and your L C S. Part of the community. Um, scene is you know the the social interaction via social media but far better than that is the social media interact or sorry the the interaction that you have in person Um, I unfortunately it's probably a good time to say this I unfortunately will not be at the National this year Um, I had two things that I really wanted to do this summer one is family related and one is uh, the show the National and, um, unfortunately, they ha- they happen to happen on the exact same week. But people say, could you come for part of the National, you know? And, um, I feel some of, like, um, how do I say this? Like, I feel bad. I feel like it's, like, this big celebration that a bunch of us just feel like each other should be at. And I feel like I have to say, I'm sorry, guys, but I can't come. But, um i'm basically choosing family over cards uh for the week of the national and although i don't regret that i am really torn and i feel badly with that out of the way let's go back to this shows and lcs thing real quick you will have more fun and enjoyment um and learning um meeting with or being with other people who are like-minded than you will you know looking at all the cards in the world when, when our time in this hobby, however long we're in it, is over um, I would guess that most of us Will care most about the people who we met And, and interacted with And the relationships than, and, and far, far more than the cards The cards are You know, the medium The cards are part of the journey uh, you, you, The cards are an important part of it But the cards are just pieces of paper um, with ink and uh, wax and, um, you know, I don't want to get too philosophical, but the the cards, the cards are just cards. But the people who you interact with and the relationships that you build, those last and those are more meaningful. And uh, that's why, you know, that's why, um, you know, when you go to a show, you come home feeling so good. Usually, maybe you go and you find a great card. But you know my two my two experiences at the national in 2018 and 2019 between the two shows I acquired one card I made one trade um, I didn't ever purchase a card the the reality is for me I found stuff you know I find stuff on on eBay or uh, um, online easier than in person. Um, In-person deals are not always are are are, they're easy. They're easy if you have two people really willing to come together. But in most situations, you have a dealer who's looking to make a good amount of money on the card. And I'm not somebody who ever really wants to overspend. There's times where I certainly have, but um, but I I prefer I prefer to. Um, just have it an easy online deal with somebody who I know j- almost and I mean not I don't, I shouldn't say let me let me start that sentence over. Again. I don't actually prefer it. I'd rather do it in person but I find that it's harder to accomplish in person. There's just so much that's out there uh, at your fingertips online. So um, that's my long way of saying actually that the purpose of going to the national for me um, and the reason that I'm so sad that I'm going to miss it this year is the people you know, it's interacting with other collectors. So that's it, so skills, sets and compsy, content creation, Instagram, lots, learning and research, and shows in your LCS. Those are the ways, in my opinion, that uh, that uh, help us to enjoy the hobby without breaking the bank. And, uh, and like I said, I don't think there's any correlation between how much money you spend in the, in the hobby and how enjoyable it is for you. Um, I think I think learning about the cards and becoming somebody who's a real collector, uh, somebody who actually cares about the cards and cares about some of the specifics and some of the attention to detail, that stuff is all really rewarding. Um, and uh, and yeah, I I would suggest that anybody who's who's out there right now who's looking at themselves in the mirror and saying why am I spending so much on this but I do still love this hobby, like look at this list and figure out which of those things right off the bat, um, appeal to you most and figure out how to keep your spending in check. I've seen a lot of people burn out. I've seen people burn out as long ago as 30 years ago, guys. It's been half, it's a tale as old as time. People get into the hobby, they spend a bunch of money, they don't have the means to keep doing what they're doing and they have to get out of it. That individual in the hobby is far less, um, meaningful and has far less enjoyment than somebody who gets in takes their time doesn't spend too much money and really enjoys it enjoys it with the people who are around them ideally enjoys it with their son or with their dad or somebody who's really close to them that's the best way to enjoy the hobby so those that's my list and i hope you guys like it Uh, one final plug for basketball card fanatic um again uh, the hard copies of issue 11 uh, the time to purchase those is unfortunately up we um we have to order them uh, and uh, book a week or so before they actually release so the printer you know sends them out and um and so that that is done for issue 11 you can't get issues of of, of basketball card fanatic, uh, sorry basketball card fanatic um issue 11 but you can still order the digital uh, version and you can still order future hard copies of basketball card fanatic you can do that through paypal.me slash basketball card again paypal.me slash basketball card really appreciate uh, anybody who uh, has has helped put put together the magazine so far the subscription numbers have been mind-boggling, and uh, and I, I feel like we've struck a nerve a little bit, which is really cool. So we're planning on continuing to do that. We're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep making it better. The interviews are keep going to keep getting better. The community pieces are going to keep getting better. The indices this month, for those of you who have actually lasted to the 23-minute mark of this podcast, the indices this month are really interesting. <laughs> um, you can guess which direction things have gone in, in the last month. Uh, we're not sugarcoating anything we're just gonna tell you what's going on you know we're just gonna take that index data we're gonna plug it in we're gonna show you how it compares to the S&P and then you know you can compare it to what to where, what it was a few months ago what it was a year what it was six months ago I think it goes back six months um, and I think that the results are, are super interesting um, not only interviews and, uh, and indices and financial data and, and collector's data, but everything about the magazine has gotten better. I'm going to do my, my um, monthly shout-out to Black Griffin Cards now. The, the, um, the work that he has done, guys, on the design of the magazine is it's just fantastic. I'm looking right now at last month's copy. I have one left, um, uh, the, the one with Luke, the Luca RPA on it. We we interviewed you know I might as well do this now let me just let me just open this thing up real quick um, I didn't I haven't reviewed the last few um, the last few here on the show but since we're we're, we're at the end of this month I think it's it, it'll it'll be fun to just do this real quick so BCF issue ten has um, you know it has the the great Matt. Uh, at Shine 150, who I who I had the um, opportunity to spend about an hour interviewing, and um, I got to hear about acquiring both of the Luca uh, Logoman RPA. Um, you know, he actually owned both the National Treasures and the Immaculate Luca RPA's uh, Luca Logoman RPA's. He's the one who sold who sold uh, the the National Treasures one, and I asked him about that whole story. Um, his he was great to interview guys. He was a wonderful interview. I talked to him about the Zion black prism uh, and what that deal looked like um, It's also worth noting. I think when you open this magazine, you're going to notice that we've got some pretty awesome sponsors. So um, a few a few guys that that are worth calling out and, uh, CSG Um, They're making some noise in the grading space, guys. And uh, for those of you who have been watching the Newswire, they had some uh, important news that they shared last week about an acquisition um, or an investor, I should say. Uh, PWCC, one of our first, uh, one of our very first sponsors. Alt, um, I think Alt was our very first sponsor. Um, uh, Panini, uh, you've probably heard of them. (laughs) It's great to have Panini on board as a sponsor. Uh, to BCF there they uh, basically debuted Noir in in last issue and uh, and Included a sell sheet in there. So we're grateful to have them on Um, As well as uh, I mentioned PWCC all right already, but Platinum Breaks is another paid Advertiser and we're grateful for them Um, Their their spot uh, looks so good in the jambalaya article Kevin did a fantastic job with that Um, so the I've gone through all the sponsors now. Let me go back through what actually you guys are what you're here to listen to so the indices um, Not shockingly the indices have all seen a massive decline over the course of the last um, several months really since February and um, I'm, I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna you know spoil anything f- for issue 10 or issue 11 other than that take a look at that Matt's article again was fantastic um, the article by Yamwax. Um, I asked him to write this, and I'm grateful that he spent the time that he did. He has a great story about how he acquired a card that he looked for for a long time, his 1948 uh, Bowman George Mikan card. And uh, this article just looks so good, man. He, he, um, and he's, he's a great writer. Um, Yamwax is a great, great writer. Then there's an article by uh, by me <laughs> that is one of my favorite designs ever that we've had in BCF. It's an article about the history of Jambalaya. I talked to both Nat and Arena Design for this article. Um, it was um, I think it's I think it's really well done, um, and it talks about you know like the the history where it started, where it went, how rare each of those specific sets are, um, and it's it's super well done. The next article is one that um, I am really, um, that I loved reading. It's an article by Game Used Tone on Instagram, and it's about the rookie photo shoot. Um, uh, Tone has had the opportunity to be involved in several rookie photo shoots. For those of you who aren't aware, there's a a rookie photo shoot um, that happens right after um, the draft and is where players sign their first autographs. Understanding some of the specifics about that event was really cool for me. And so I haven't seen an, an article like this before with this sort of detail. Uh, and I was really grateful that Tone took the time to write it. Uh, the next article is one of my favorite design articles in this in this month's magazine. Or in, in issue 10, I should say. It's, it's um, an article by 90s underscore gem underscore collector on Instagram. And it's called My Top 8 Kobes. And he basically just counts down his top eight kobe kobe Bryant cards um the the cards are all uber high end and his his interest his uh his ranking for them i think is super interesting um it's hard though like I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you like his card that's number four i think easily could have been number two i think his card that's number um three could have been number one um I think his card is number one. I think I probably would have put it number one, but I might have. I, mean, I don't know. He's, he's just got some some of the, the best Kobe Bryant cards in existence, and I love that article. Rounding out the, this issue, 32 pages of Basketball Card Fanatic, is Wyatt's Art Provenance by Black Griffin Cards. And he compares um, the provenance of basketball cards to the provenance of art in this uh, three-page uh, article. As usual, that, that article is one of my very favorite pieces from the magazine. Um, and the whole thing together, 32 pages, is fantastic. You won't be able to spend 12 bucks in a better way in this hobby, I promise. So if you're still interested in it, unfortunately the hard copies are, are long sold out, but the uh, digital copies are still available. They're $10 each, $25 for, for a three month subscription or $90 for a 12 month subscription. I would love to send it to you. I think you would enjoy it. Again, we appreciate all the support of our subscribers and our contributors and the sponsors, all of those sponsors that I just mentioned. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys. You guys are great. Thanks for letting us um, you know, put this thing together. So. Um, if you want one of the magazines, uh, feel free to DM me at BasketballCardFanatic um, or at uh, the Real Twenty Seven Guy, or send me an email at BasketballCardFanatic at gmail.com. I um, hope you guys had a really wonderful Fourth of July weekend. Time to get back at it next week, and time to uh, time for most of you guys to get rid of the nat- get ready for the national. And again, I am so disappointed. I won't be with you guys, but uh, I will be there in heart and in spirit. Love you guys. Thanks for joining me today, and until next time, happy collecting.